friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I want to say thank you so much. Those of you who are still loyal to me after not publishing an episode for the last month, I am going to tell you why, and I am going to talk to you today about the importance of guarding your energy. Because I want to let you know that this pregnancy that I'm going through, if you didn't know, now you do. I am six months pregnant and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. This is my first pregnancy and I have so much less energy than I ever have before in my entire life with the exception of when I was going through a clinical depression. I would say that's the only other time in my life where I have been this flatlined, energetically speaking. And so going through this, I have really had to learn how to guard and protect what little energy I do have. And I have some great tips for you today on safeguarding, protecting your energy. And I'm going to give you tips for creating more energy in your life. Because we all deserve to have that, right? Wouldn't it be wonderful to just wake up and have more energy than the day before? Yes, absolutely. I feel like that's something we all deserve, we all want, we all covet. So let's dive into that today. Now I do want to say there could be so many different reasons why your energy levels are low. So the first tip I have for you is doing a little self-exploration on the why, which is going to pinpoint the problem for you and tell you which tip of these do you want to implement first, given your specific reason for feeling less energetic. Obviously, if you have an outlying health problem, then you want to talk to your doctor first and get your doctor's recommendation for what you could be doing Because you might have, and you're free from this, but I'm just saying these are different examples. If there's a thyroid problem or an autoimmune problem or something like that, first and foremost is if you feel it's severe enough to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. It might even be depression, some underlying anxiety disorder that's really stealing and zapping away your energy. So if that's where you're at, then obviously my first tip for you is to talk to a professional who can help you pinpoint and diagnose the health problem that's going on to serve you there. With that said, I do want to provide you with what are some specific nutrients that you could supplement into your diet to give you more energy. So my first tip is physical. Let's diagnose what's going on physically. And what I would recommend that you do is look at the supplements that you're putting into your body and kind of pay attention. How are your vitamin D levels, your vitamin B levels, and your vitamin B12? 
because according to a recent study conducted as part of the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, they discovered that nearly one third of the United States population is at risk for vitamin deficiency, specifically vitamins D, B6, and B12. Now, I say America because even though you might be listening from anywhere in the world, what's important to know about America is that we have a well-fed population. Now, our poverty population obviously has access to different foods than our middle class and our upper class. This particular study does not differentiate which demographic specifically is deficient, which leads me to believe that it's across all demographics. Although you can read the article yourself, I will put it in the show notes. What's interesting to me though is there is no differentiation between class lines or racial ethnic lines. It's just saying that across the United States, 31% of the population is deficient in at least one vitamin or another, and that 23% of Americans are at risk for anemia and deficient in two, three, or even five nutrients. So do with this study what you will. My whole point here is that what we want to do is explore How is my nutrition, first and foremost? And are there supplements that I could be taking to give me that energetic boost? I would recommend that you look at this study, you look at your diet, and you say, am I deficient in vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin E? What could I add in supplement-wise to support me in my energy levels? Now, being pregnant, I know my body really, really well. Even before I was pregnant, I knew my body really, really well. And now that I'm pregnant, I'm able to be aware of what nutrient I'm deficient in based on my symptomology. So I'll give you an example. I was having a hard time sleeping. Now everyone says, oh, that just comes with pregnancy. But my hard time sleeping specifically had to do with leg cramping. And I know my body really well. And that to me is a red flag of a couple different reasons. Am I dehydrated? Well, I went there first and I said, no, there's no way I'm dehydrated. I'm drinking 80 to 90 ounces of water every day. There's no way. It's not that. So what else could it be? Well, I happen to know that I used to be really diligent about taking a potassium and a magnesium supplement before bed. And the reason why I take this before bed is because magnesium is a natural muscle relaxer. It's a nutrient that your body needs and that most people are deficient in. And if you're going to take it, I would recommend taking it at night because it will have a little bit of a sleepy time feel like a chamomile tea feel to it when you take it. I started taking that again before bed. I asked my doctor. She said, that's a great idea. I'm so glad that you know your body and that you're willing to look into it and take the supplement. And she said, go for it. So I started taking the supplement again before bed and I have been sleeping like a baby ever since. I promise if you try this, you will thank me. You're gonna get such a good night's sleep and you're gonna be feeling more energetic every single day. Okay, so aside from the obvious things, right? How's our nutrition? How is our sleep? How are our vitamins and supplements? Obviously, right here is the perfect time to remind you that this next tip has to do with moving your body. Now, 
it doesn't matter to me if your goal is to lose weight or get stronger or build muscle. Whatever your physical goal is, I'm going to recommend that you have a physical goal. Something that's going to allow you to move your body every single day. Even if some days you push really, really hard and other days you're doing more of a yoga flow or you're just going on a walk because it's a rest day. Moving your body is going to be one of the best things that you can do to give yourself an energetic boost. And just change up your routine if you need to. Like if you're bored with your workout routine, find somewhere else to go or find something else to do to add variety back into your life and make your life more interesting and more fun and more new. Because if you don't love your workout, you're not going to do it. And... I will say this, sometimes familiarity breeds contempt. So if you need to try something new to add a little spice, a little flavor, a little variety back into your life, do it. By all means, do it. I am going to actually be trying for the first time. Well, not the first time, but a first time in a long time. I'm taking a self-defense class because it's going to get me out of the house. I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to put my body in new situations. I'm going to switch it up. And it'll be something fun that adds energy and joy back into my week. So to recap so far, we've got tip number one. Talk to your doctor if you think there's something going on with you medically. Tip number two, check on your vitamins and supplements and try switching it up. Talk to your doctor, of course, as I did, and try adding some supplements back into your life. That will support you with those physical energy levels. Get exercise, even if you have to switch it up and just do something for fun. Like, I'm not imagining that self-defense is going to be like the best workout of my life. Maybe, maybe I'm going to be pleasantly surprised and it will be. But even if it's not, it's something that's going to bring energy and fun and joy and movement and friends into my week. Now, I wasn't going to talk about notifications until later. But it's funny because I'm trying to record this episode and my phone, which is on silent, is connected to my computer in which I'm using to record right now. And my computer keeps notifying me that my client is trying to get a hold of me right now. Now, it's nothing urgent. Otherwise, I would pause the recording and obviously take care of my client. It's just funny because I'm like, oh, I did actually want to talk about notification fatigue which is a real thing (laughs) and what to do about it so I'm gonna just slip that in right now so aside from nutrition supplements sleep and moving your body another reason why you might be feeling energetically tired is all of the people that need your attention all of the time and The readiness at which people can get a hold of you really at any time through any means, right? We've got social media, so multiply that by however many social media sites you have. Then you've got email, text messaging, phone calls. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I am actually receiving Slack chats from my clients. So if you have a space where clients can get a hold of you or family members, like I have a WhatsApp app for my family it can get to be a lot of places 
where you're constantly being notified to check your phone. This is both a blessing and a curse, right? You know what I'm talking about. You're like, yes, I get it. My phone dings a thousand times a day, or I have a thousand emails coming in, or I've got this person calling me, and this person leaving me a voicemail, and this other person is texting me. And what do you do with all of that? Because every time that you go to answer an email, or a text message, or a phone call, that's your energy, So if you imagine that your energy is kind of this bubble around you, it can be shrinking, shrinking, shrinking every time you have to output energy to these other places. Now I say this at the end of every episode and I'm going to say it here now. You are the one in the driver's seat of your own life. And sometimes we, myself included, can forget this fact, especially when we have people all around us all the time asking to take some of our energy. You have to put yourself back in the driver's seat. And I'm going to give you the tangible steps to do this. But if you do not put yourself back in the driver's seat, if you are constantly at everyone else's beck and call all of the time, where do you make time for yourself? It's not going to happen unless you have a system for dealing with the constant bombardment of people needing your time, energy, and attention. So this is my recommendation. This is how I approach notifications, emails, text messages, the constant flood of people requesting information from me. And just to give you an idea of where this is coming from, I want to paint a picture of why there's so many people and how there are so many people trying to get in touch with me and how I know what I'm talking about (laughs) in this arena. So yes, you know that I own my own business. So I have clients and usually clients have my personal cell phone number. It's just the way it goes. I would prefer them to text me. They know that they have permission to text me because I know I'm not going to be checking my emails from them every day. If they text me, I'll see it. So yes, I have my own clients. I also contract for a company called Genius Unlocked Coaching Institute. And at this company, I have more than one role. I have several different roles. I'm their director of sales, which means anybody in the sales department at any time comes to me when they have questions. And not only am I the director in that department, I'm also a trainer at Genius Unlocked. So I have students in different classes that I'm teaching that come to me because I'm the teacher. I also run that affiliate campaign and affiliate side of what goes on in the marketing department. So I have the sales team. I also have affiliates who aren't necessarily on the sales team and they're not necessarily clients There are people that come in and like Genius Unlocked and want to share it with other people, and so they sign up as an affiliate. I'm their direct point of contact anytime they have a question. I also have a direct line of communication to the CEOs of Genius Unlocked and the operations manager and the customer care department and the finance department. I'm very enmeshed in this company, which is beautiful. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. The picture I'm trying to create for you, though, is that people need answers from me throughout the day and most of the day. And that's not including the people that 
don't have my phone number or my email address and so they reach out to me on social media. Okay, you get the point. So what do I mean by put yourself in the driver's seat? There are some questions that require immediate action and an immediate answer. Not everyone requires an immediate answer from me and not everyone requires an immediate answer from you. This may take some practice for some of you and it's going to be really life-changing as soon as you can implement. So what I want you specifically to implement is asking yourself this question every time you get a notification. Do I need to respond to this now? Sometimes the answer is yes. I'll give you an example. If a client is reaching out to me and their class started at 3 and they're texting me at 3.01 saying, I don't have a link to my class, that is something that is urgent because if I don't send it right now, they are not going to get into the class. Now, is it my problem that they don't remember how to find their and access their link? No, it's actually not my problem and it's actually not my fault. However, being a good customer care support person, I want to get them the ability to access their class if and when I can. If I can't, well, I'm really not going to feel bad about that because it isn't my problem. I can offer a solution and it isn't my problem. I know they have that information somewhere in an email that was sent to them in a text message reminder somewhere in their contract they have this information so if they don't hear back from me they can and will figure it out if I can get back to them I will because that's the kind of person I am and I do want to go above and beyond for my clients when I can so that would be an example of something that's time sensitive things that are not time sensitive oh I have a perfect example I got an email that said this the other day Rachel, can I talk to you when you have a minute? This is not urgent. This is not urgent because this said person did not tell me what do they need to talk about, why do they need to talk to me, and they also said when I have a moment, which presupposes I can say I don't have a moment right now, and that's fine. Now, instead of calling this person back, which is what I used to do, or I'd call them immediately and have to feel like I have to figure out what this is and have to solve this immediately. Instead, I just said, yes, I'd be willing to look at my calendar to figure out a good time. What specifically do you need answered? Because I'm wondering if someone else on our team could actually get you an answer sooner than I could. And that is what I put in writing to this client. Ask questions as often as you can because you don't know if this is urgent or not. I don't know if this is urgent or not. And so if I just ask what specifically and is there somebody else that could get you an answer sooner than I can, I am nicely letting the client know you're a priority and I'm going to support you in getting an answer. It just might not be from me and it might not be in a timely manner from me. Although I'm happy to connect you with somebody else who can help you sooner and faster than I could. Now, if you don't have a team, you can still do this. I've done this before when I'm running the show at Coach Rachel Bailey and a client asks me a question and says, hey, can we get on the phone? I will respond and say, I'm actually teaching and coaching all day today. 
can I respond to you via text today? Or would it be best to wait a couple weeks until I have an available moment to talk to you? Now, again, I'm letting the client know you, I do care about this situation and I want to get you an answer. Can we take care of this via text? If not, yes, I'll get on the phone with you, but you have to realize that I'm not just available 24-7. So what the point of this tip is, is stop telling people you're available 24-7. Set boundaries on how and when you communicate with people and people will rise to the occasion and they will meet you where those boundaries are as long as you put them in place. If you're the one driving the energy bus, you can't get annoyed at other people for how you've taught them to communicate with you, right? If people expect an immediate response from you, you kind of have to take responsibility for that and you have to retrain them. Hey, that's not how I would like to be communicated with or that's not the manner at which I would like to be communicated with. I'll give you an example if you don't want to be direct. So that would be like a direct boundary. I am telling you how to get in touch with me and when would be the appropriate time and what you can expect as far as a response time. That's direct communication around your energy boundaries. If you want to be indirect though, it's very easy to do this. All you have to do is communicate with people in the way in which you want to be communicated with. I'll give you an example. There was a client at Genius Unlocked that wasn't my client and she wasn't in any of my classes. So how she got my phone number, I don't know. She was in a completely different class with a different trainer and she started texting me questions. Questions that, yes, they were appropriate for her to ask me, but it wasn't necessarily my responsibility to get back to her right away because she wasn't my client, she wasn't my student, and she wasn't in any of my programs. So when she would text me, I would respond to her on the Slack channel every single time. And then I would text her and say, I responded in Slack. This was a very indirect way of letting the client know, I would prefer for you to contact me on the Slack channel. Why? Because that's the protocol for our clients at Genius Unlocked. So I didn't tell her, hey, please don't text me. Instead, I just responded to her in the way I wanted to be communicated with. And she got the hint and she started to communicate with me on that platform, which then I could add her trainer to that conversation and say, here's what's coming up for this client. Can you answer this client faster than I could? So just communicate with people when they can expect to hear back from you or just don't respond as quickly and they will get the idea that you just don't respond as quickly. Oh well, they will move on with their life. While we're talking about this, I want to let you know how I handle emails because I do, I was not exaggerating, I get thousands of emails a day. I'm sure you do too and I'm sure a lot of the emails that you get are garbage, right? (laughs) They don't actually require anything other than they're an energy suck because you have to sit there and now delete emails. Now again, people are going to be emailing you because they're going to want answers from you. There might be important clients or prospective clients emailing you, people that you have to get back to. Here's how I handle my email. When I am going to go to my email box, the first thing I will do before I even open my email 
is I will write a list of people that I need to get a hold of. What is my agenda today when it comes to email? That's putting myself in the driver's seat. Instead of just opening the email and allowing everybody else to get their needs met, to get their agendas met, to ask me things that they need, first thing I do is I sit down and think, what do I need to get done with emails today? Maybe I have three emails to send. I draft those emails and then I send those emails before I even open up my email box. Then there's a second approach that I use when it comes to emails. I search and scan quickly for people I have reached out to that I'm expecting a response from. So let's say yesterday I emailed Susan. Today I'm going to go in and just scroll. Did Susan get back to me? No? Okay, no problem. I'll do that again tomorrow. But this gives me a system when it comes to emails. So number one, write the emails that you need to write. Number two, look for the emails that you're expecting to come in that you need. Sometimes I have to stop there because I know if it's urgent, that person will re-email me again. If there's anything urgent at all in my email box, someone will email me again. Or they will reach out to me on another method if they're able to. I expect them to try me again if they don't hear back from me immediately and it's urgent. So the last thing I do is I go through and I say, who else is here that's trying to get in contact with me and needs a response? After that, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done with emails for the day. Just get out and move on because I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow and it is a system that works for me that puts me in the driver's seat of my energy. Now, what I've just described to you with emails is how I would recommend that you run your whole entire life. When you wake up in the morning, instead of feeling like everybody just needs a piece of you and you're just kind of going through your day, taking care of one person who needs you after the next, after the next. Instead, when you get a chance in the morning, sit down and think, what are the three things that I need to get done today? And focus on where you want to put your energy. Please don't make a list of 100 things. It's not going to happen, right? So what I'll do instead is I will make a list. Let's say I do have 100 things to do. (laughs) I can already hear some of you saying, but Rachel, I do have 100 things to do. I get it. Trust me, I do. So you make your whole list, okay? You just get it out of your head because it's taking up space in your head and that is draining your energy. So instead, I want you to put pen to paper and write out the 100 things that you have to do. And then I want you to go in and circle the three things you want to get done today. The rest can wait, I promise you. (laughs) They can wait. Everyone procrastinates. I need you to understand this and hear this in a new way. Every single person on the planet procrastinates given what is the most important thing that I need to get done today. What is the priority? Because we have, if you can imagine this, imagine you have an inbox and an outbox. And in your inbox, you have a 100 papers, right? And this is how people live their life. They just kind of look at like, what is the most important, most urgent thing that's coming up on my calendar that I have to take care of now? Well, that's normal. I just want to tell you, everybody does that. 
So can we stop shaming and blaming ourselves for procrastinating things? Because it's going to happen. We only have so much time in a day. So I want you to now do this on purpose, knowing that everyone procrastinates and that you will too, because you have to take care of things as they come, given the time and urgency put on a project, right? So as you're looking at your list of 100 things, what are the three that need to get done today? Maybe you might have time to do four, but I would say, Max, what are the four things you need to get done today? Then if it's not one of those four things and you have to scooch it till tomorrow, you scooch it till tomorrow. And then you come back to that list because it will still be on your desk the next day. You come back to that list the next day. You scratch off the things that you got done the previous day and then you scan it again. What are the next three things I need to get done today? This system will save you so much energy Because instead of there just being a flood of overwhelming thoughts in your head dragging you down, you will now have a visual on paper of all the things that you want to get done and you'll have clear direction from your brain of like these are the three things I need to get done and when you get those things done, you can feel accomplished because you did all three instead of beating yourself up that you still have the 97 things to do. Well, having the 97 things to do is normal (laughs) and it's still going to be there for you tomorrow. So to give you an example from my personal life, although I absolutely love this podcast and I love sitting here and communicating with you and bringing you value and it does bring me joy, this podcast had to get pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day because of everything else that I had going on. And I don't beat myself up for that. I acknowledge it when I come to you and say, listen, I know it's been a few weeks and forgive me for that. And you are important to me. And I'm doing the best I can with the time and the energy and the resources. So give yourself the same grace. Okay, my last tip for you today is the juiciest, and I saved it for last. And that is to put an energetic bubble around who you allow into your life. There are people in your life that bring you joy, that fill your love tank, that fill your energy tank, that you love to spend time with, that they make you laugh, they make you feel like the best version of yourself. And then there are people in your life that for some reason are still in your life that drain your energy. Maybe these people are really needy or really clingy or maybe they're really negative or maybe they're a combination of all of those things and they drain your energy. And I want to talk to you about this type of dynamic in a relationship And it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a colleague. Yet I think most of us have experienced in our lifetime a relationship where we are the giver and the other person is take, 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 take. Now, when you find yourself in this type of dynamic, it's really easy. And I'm saying this from experience. It's really easy to look at the other person and go, 
Why are you here? <laughs> Why am I experiencing you this way? Why are you in my life? Why, why, why? Why, other person? Why? And I'm going to tell you a story in a minute about I kind of just went through this last year and I wasn't ready to talk about it for many reasons. I am going to share briefly uh, today what happened for me. Yet I was kind of stuck in this relationship that I didn't really want. It wasn't feeding my soul. I was kind of stuck in this friendship with someone that I had just been friends with for a really long time. And I kept experiencing her as taking and taking and taking, taking my time, taking my energy. Um, and it's hard to explain this, but I was kind of, I felt trapped. Like every time she reached out to me, I knew I was going to say yes. I knew we were going to hang out. I knew I was going to be miserable the whole time because it was going to be about her and about her life and about her complaining and talking about herself for a couple of hours. And I wasn't really going to get anything out of it other than feeling like I was there for her. And this went on. This went on and on and on and on for a very long time. And... I allowed it to happen and I was reflecting on this thinking why why can't she just change why can't she just be more invested in me why can't she ask me where I want to go what I want to do what's going on with me what I couldn't see because I was pointing the finger at her for this relationship is that I could not see what I was getting out of this and I do mean that seriously because it's easy to look at that and be like, well, I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, I am getting something from it, or I wouldn't be here over and over and over and over and over again. What is it about me that keeps showing up for this? And at the end of the day, I wanted to help her. I really did. Like, I do think there was some purity in my intentions of wanting to help her, wanting to save her in some way, wanting to support her, wanting her to see the benefit and the value of coaching and ask me to coach her and ask me to help her to get to that next phase of her life where things were settled. The frustrating thing for me at this time was that I wanted that more than she wanted it. And when you want something for someone more than they want it, forget it. You got to forget it because they're not there. And it is much harder to stand up on a table and pull somebody up who is dead weight than it is for them to pull you down off that table and bring you down with them. And that's what I felt like. I felt like I kept showing up on this tabletop being like, let me pull you up. And it was dead weight because she didn't want to come up. She wanted to complain for two or three hours a time that we hung out and then complain about the same thing the following week. Never actually desiring to change her situation. She really only just wanted to complain over and over and over again. And I got to the point where I had to realize there is some part of me that wants to feel needed. Because if that were not true, I would not be here. So the vulnerable share here 
is that I'm asking you to look inward. If you're in a dysfunctional type of relationship with someone, yes, it's easy to point fingers outward and say, why can't they change? Why can't they treat me better? Why can't they be more invested? I'm also asking you to look at yourself and say, what is it about me that's gotten me into this dynamic in the first place? My uh, buddy Nathan was coaching me and I can't even remember how we got here, but I said to him, I feel like I'm rowing a boat all by myself and all these people are watching me, right? And the, the boat is sinking and they need me to keep rowing the boat to land and they're just watching me going, you've got this and they see that I'm sweaty and I'm hot and I'm red and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I don't want to do this anymore and they're just standing there watching me. And I will remember this as long as I live. And he said, Rachel, why don't you just put the oar down? <gasps> what? Put the oar down? No. Because if I'm not doing it, then who's going to do that? And he's like, no, that's not the question right now. The question is, why are you still rowing the boat? If you're tired and you're exhausted and no one's helping you, they're not going to just come in and take over. You need to put the oar down and say, I'm not doing this anymore. Somebody else take over. And I'm not sure if that's coming across as profound to you as it was for me in the moment when I desperately needed to hear that because I was so frustrated at everyone else for watching me do everything. And then he's like, so what would happen if you stopped? Somebody would figure out something. So what is it about you that's still holding on to that or? And that is my question for you. If you're stuck in a dynamic that you are absolutely miserable in, go inward and ask yourself, why? Why, why am I not willing to let this go? Now, that took me a long time to answer that question when it came to my friend. When it came to my friend that I wasn't getting anything out of that relationship, but I didn't want it to end, I didn't want to tell her how I really felt because for several reasons. Number one, I did want to help her and I did think I could help her if she allowed me to. And number two, and this is probably the bigger reason, I knew if I was honest with her, feelings were going to be hurt. I knew that if I sat her down and said, this is really what it's like for me when we hang out, that she would have hurt feelings. And I wanted to protect her from that. Well, meanwhile, while I'm protecting her feelings, I'm going and spending three hours a week feeling burnt out by this friendship. And I finally realized, and this is unfortunate, this person was losing friendships left and right and no one was being honest with her about why. And I kind of realized that if I was not honest with her about why, that she might not ever figure it out. That she was just seeing that people were mass exodusing her life. 
and she wasn't really clear why, what part she played in that. So I finally made the decision. I have to be honest with her and I didn't know when or how it was going to come about. She called me and she said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I want to hang out, blah, blah, blah. I want to do this and that and the other. And she had found out about something that I was hosting. I forget what, something at my house. And she was inviting herself to this. And I thought, ugh, I have to say something now. Because if I don't say something now, she's never going to know. And so I took a deep breath and I said, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you about something. And the reason why I haven't been able to tell you sooner is because I'm worried that it's going to hurt your feelings. Yet, I've decided that telling you and being honest with you is really going to be better for you and better for me in the long run. And she said, okay, uh, what is it? And I told her, I said, you know, the reason why you don't get invited to things is because when you're in the room, no matter who you're with, it's all about you and it's all about your story and it's all about your what you're going through and, the, and your sad story. And when people are wanting to get together and hang out and have fun, they don't want that energy there. And that's why you don't get invited to things. And I have to be honest with you and take ownership here. I'm feeling that way in our relationship. I'm starting to dread you asking me to hang out with you because when you do, I know I'm not going to have any fun and you're not going to ask me any questions about myself and you're not going to ask me how I'm doing and it's going to be two hours of how you're doing. And at the end of the day, you don't want my help and you don't want my advice. So I don't know what to do other than to sit there and listen. Now, this was not a fun conversation by any means. She was very hurt. It was very awkward. She heard me. I knew she heard me. And just to give you guys more context, it's not like, oh, she was going through a rough season and I just cut her off. That is not what happened. To be honest with you, this was going on for over a decade. So this was not, this is a season in her life where she just needs a shoulder to cry on. This was a never-ending story that she told herself and wasn't willing to get to the other side of it. And in the meantime, was destroying all of her friendships because they were tired of hearing about it. So when I had the boldness to tell her the truth, even though she was hurt, she heard what I said and she actually did thank me for being honest with her and for telling her where I was at. And I know that it allowed her to reflect on her friendships and reflect on her relationships over the past few years and take responsibility for the fact that she was losing a lot of friendships because of this blind spot that she had, that she was not aware that she was turning off her friendships and turning off her relationships by being a little bit too self-involved. And she deserved, even though it was painful, to hear the truth from a friend. Now, to be honest, this is a difficult story for me to share because me having walked through it, I have the whole picture and I know that I did the best I could and that she did the best that she could and that that conversation absolutely needed to happen. 
Yet putting this out into the universe, I don't know who's going to cast judgment on me for making that decision. My point is that I had to put up a boundary with this person, that I had to take ownership and responsibility for why I was allowing this person to drain my precious energy. Your energy is the most valuable commodity that you have. And you cannot just let it go all over the place and you feel depleted, defeated, and depressed at the end of the day. So what I'm calling you to do is look at the relationships in your life and say, are these relationships adding value? Are they adding energy? Are they adding love and abundance to my life? And if they're not, can I support this person? Do they want to be helped? Is it going to serve them in the long run for me to help them? And if the answer is yes, by all means do it. If the answer is no, well then my friend, it's not your responsibility to get pulled down off the table because you're huffing and puffing and grunting trying to pull someone up who doesn't want to be helped. Are the relationships that you have in your life right now feeding your soul? And if they're not, how can you create better boundaries with this person who's draining to you? I'm not saying cancel everyone in your life who doesn't bring you joy. I'm not saying cut everyone off who doesn't who you don't benefit from. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is if no one's getting anything out of the relationship, it's time to call it quits because you only have so much time and energy to give and you could be spending that energy somewhere else. So in summary, your tips for creating more energy in your life are check in with your doctor to see if anything's going on with you or if you're deficient. Take vitamins and supplements that you know will help you feel better and sleep better. Make sure you move your body. And if you have to switch it up because you want to just try something new, do that. Go out with friends. Have fun doing it. Then remember, everybody procrastinates. So only focus on the three or four things that are most important to get done today. The rest can wait. You don't need to expend more energy than needed in a given day. Make sure you're in the energy bus when it comes to your emails and responding to notifications. You get to be in the driver's seat with your own agenda first and make sure you're the one driving the energy bus. And lastly, take a good cold look at your relationships and ask yourself, who do I love spending time with that adds value, that adds energy, that adds love and abundance into my life? And where are those relationships that I'm ready to have an honest conversation with because I've grown. The relationship has changed and it's no longer benefiting my energy. Now, one last tip. I didn't give it to you earlier. I'm going to give it to you now. Remember a time in your life where you felt totally motivated because as you remember that time now, go right back to the time right now and allow that energy to fill your body so you're totally and completely filled up with energy and excitement and joy ready to take on your day and your week. 
thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I hope you have found value here. And if you have, can I ask you to just leave me a five-star review? It'll only take you a second. Just leave me a little blurb either about the episode or about the show as a whole. And share this podcast with a friend who you know deserves to hear it and add more energy back into their life. All right. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.